0: Okay, hey, welcome to Sidur class. I'm now informed, I'm supposed to say, this is Temple Beth-Am Sidur class with Avi Havivi on January 21st, 2020. And uh, last time we were talking about, we, last time we went over, we did the helicopter view, overview of the structure of Psyche de Zimra, the second section of the service. And we said, just to review, that Psuke de Zimra consists of different uh, types of prayers. I think we said there were four kinds, if I recollect. There were Psalms. There were a couple of long passages from the Bible that were not Psalms. There were um, uh, passages or prayers that were composed of just single lines from the Bible strung together one after another. That's the third type. Was there a fourth type? Maybe that was it. Maybe there weren't four types. Maybe there are three types. Did you say we or it well, we said Psalms. Okay. That's a Psalm. So there are whole Psalms. There are passages uh, from chunks from the Bible, like Shirat Hayam, Song of the Sea, for example, or you know, the, there's a passage from Nehemiah, Nehemiah, so shortly before the Song of the Sea. There's uh, a passage from Chronicles at the opening after Baruch Shamar. right? So we have Psalms, we have large chunks from the Bible, I think we have three of those large chunks, and we have um, I'm going to put them in quotes, original prayers that are composed of one line after another from the Bible. So they're not exactly original. So the reason I just mentioned this is just um, I don't mean to make any meaning out of it, but I just don't want you to take for granted. Um, there are different structures, and I don't want you to take any of them for granted. So, for example, in the Shema service, we have the Shema, three paragraphs, which is what kind of literature out of those? Out of the three that I mentioned? So they're chunks from the Bible, okay, large passages. But then what comes before and after the Shema? The blessings, and they are totally original compositions, although they may they make quote some lines like kadosh, kadosh, kadosh from the Bible, but they're mostly original compositions for the Sidur that don't exist anywhere else. So in this section, Psuke Dezima, we're saying the Psalms of Phrase, the Psalms of Praise. So notice we don't have any original compositions, like let's say the Shema service, or the Amida is totally an original composition. Okay? or the Aleinu is an original composition, meaning it's not from the Bible. Okay, it's written as a prayer. Um, except in Psuke de Zimra, the warm-up for Shachri, what are the only original compositions? It does contain original compositions. It's the opening and the closing, and that's Baruch Amar, the two halves, and Yishtabach. So those two are original to the Sidur, meaning they are written Presumably, as a framing or a frame for the Psalms of Praise, we call it the Hymns of Praise, even though they're not all Psalms, P'suke de Simra. But literally, what does P'suke de Simra mean? More literally, verses. Verses of song, Songs. song, right? Song, which might mean praise, but verses of song, verses of praise. Okay. So we actually do that. Is the fourth type. Now remember, that was the fourth type of. Of writing which is original compositions and that it's only the beginning and the end. Everything else is this sort of, it looks to us kind of like a hodgepodge almost of why is it arranged this way in this order. Now the Psalms 145 to 150 you could say well that's easy why it's arranged in this order because there are those six Psalms in order. But other than that you know why is Mizmor todah where it is? Why is Yehi Chavod Hashem Olam where it is? That really does not seem entirely clear. Okay. Um, the thing I want to highlight about the difference between I'm going to call it the first part of Shuqe DeZimra and the last part, and the first part I mean everything through Psalm 150 through the Hallelujah, and the second part I mean Start uh, Hallelujah, and then the coda to that, which is Baruch Hashem Leolam Amen V'Amein, page twenty-five in the Siddur Shem Shalom. So I'm calling all of that the first section, even though that's not fair to call it that. Um, and the distinction between that and the second section, which starts at the top of page twenty-six, Varech David, right? So that there is a major difference. And I want to pick up as in your Davin, what's the major difference between the first part of Sukkot to Zimra and that end part, which is page. Twenty-six, and twenty-seven, and twenty-eight. From starting from Va'yach David, oh, from, right. Varek, from Varek David onwards, what's it all about? It seems to be the
1: history. history.
0: History. History, culminating in, in,
1: history. in, in, the, in exodus. The exodus, exodus
0: and the crossing of the Red Sea. No, okay. So basically, if you look through uh, the rest of Psyche de Zimra, there are certainly plenty of mentions of Israel, okay, and God being our God and that kind of stuff. But most of de Zimra is mostly what we would call pretty universalistic. You know, God makes the frost and God, I don't know, picks some verse at random. God feeds the hungry, frees the bound, pelts the earth with a storm of fire, all the mountains and hills and all the fruit trees and cedars, praise God. So much of psuche de zimra is general praise of God and not particularly nationalistic. Not, I don't want to say it's absent, but that's really not the focus. Okay, and so, But that, I'm going to call that the first half of psuche de zimra, even though it's not really a Half. It's a, I don't know, it's a, the first, in terms of space, it's probably three quarters plus. But I'm going to call that the first part. Okay? So the first part of Psuke de Zimra is generally praise and non nationalistic, universalistic, about God as God of the whole world. And then the second part of Psuke de Zimra is about God of Israel in history, right? Culminating in what is seen as sort of the, um, the uh, arch example or pinnacle example of God's acting on our behalf in history, and that is splitting of the Red Sea, okay? So basically, if you left that out, that whole chunk, page 26, 27, 28, from Vayyosh Hashem onwards, we would say Psuke de zimra is a section of uh, psalms and lines from the Bible and some longer passages that are basically about praising God as God of the world, God of the universe, in all sorts of forms, and God of people. And if I said to you, what's the purpose of that? And, you know, you'd probably say, well, the mood, for, uh, purpose of that is to get us in a praising mood all right, before we go on to shahari. So we focus on our consciousness, on God, who has done all these wonderful things for people, for the universe. All right? But what's added at the end of Sukkot, de Zimra, which I think is considered a, an important addition, is the editors of the Sidur, the group Mind, felt that it was important to anchor it somewhere in the specifically Jewish experience in history. Right? So this is a major, I would say, significant theological statement because, um, Lots of religious systems appreciate God as the God of nature or the God of relationship, compassion, and kindness. Our specifically, I would say, rabbinic Jewish theological system, the traditional theological system is saying that about God is considered insufficient. That's not all that God does. But God is also involved in history and cares about human history. Okay, so we look for God's traces in not just in the universe and in relationship, but also in human history. And that's considered to be, you know, in in classic rabbinic theology, um, a crucial part, not just rabbinic theology, it's in the the Bible also, Mm -hmm. but a crucial part of how we understand God's presence in the world. God is not just in nature. God is not just in kindness and compassion and feeding all the animals, right? God is also concerned with human history and we we see God's presence in human history at various points and we look at our own national history and we see God's presence there and I think this is a crucial part of traditional Jewish theology biblical and rabbinic and that's why that's in Psukei de zimra right so Psukei de zimra it's erroneous to say it's just psalms of praise even though you could say shirat hayam is a biblical song of praise it is Okay, but it's very specific to our Judaic experience, and it makes a very specific theological statement of God is present not only in nature, right, and in compassion, but also in history, and we will see those themes be recapitulated in the Shema and in the Shema blessings. Okay, so it's kind of foreshadowed in Psuke de Zimra. So Psychei de Zimra is a warm-up for Shachri, It consists, a big chunk of it is psalms, but it's not all psalms, but it is all passages that are praise of God, praise of God as present in nature, compassion, uh, um, nature, relationship, and history. I'll pause for a moment. Any question or comment about any of that? And then we we talked a lot about Baruch Shamar, and then I want to look briefly at Yishtabach, which is the closing passage. of the framework. Michael first and Larry. It occurs
1: to me that the, as I'm skimming through them, that the last six songs are actually a, seem to be a transition from the general to the specific of, of the
0: people Israel. Okay, yep.
1: There's plenty of mention throughout those of the people Israel and of, of Jerusalem as being yes. where God is.
0: Yes. Before. So there are lots of mentions, but none of it is focused on it. Mm-hmm. Right. So whereas that last section from Vayosha onwards, the passages, uh, sorry, Vayvarech David, the passages from Chronicles and Nehemiah and Exodus, okay, they are all specifically about Jewish history. Yeah,
1: Larry? You
0: may
1: have addressed this in previous weeks,
0: just the title, the sukkah, the Mm-hmm. Is Hebrew or Aramaic? Uh,
1: well, duh, is duh. Aramaic. Right. So, so, uh, uh, um, and duh so, is
0: of. Yeah, so but
1: it's.
0: Why is it a smichut with duh? Something seems wrong. Uh, well, duh in Aramaic is shell right. in Hebrew. Why is it a psukim? psukim? it's, it's psukim, psukim. shell, zimrah. So the answer is, it's. it's yeah. Why
1: is it smichut? It doesn't make sense. Wait, to
0: wait. Me. why? It's psu- oh. P-suk-kei. It should be the
1: psukim, the zimrah. I never understood
0: that. Oh, be, sorry, thanks. Because the plural of psukim in Aramaic is psukay. Now I understand your question. So it's Aramaic? It's Aramaic. Right, so yes, thank you. Thank you for asking a clarifying question, a question forcing oh. me to clarify better. You not only forced me to clarify, you forced me actually to think more deeply. Yes, so it's Aramaic. Yes. And that explains
1: why smichut is, why A is the plural, because it's in Aramaic. It's
0: yes, right. As opposed to, by the way, I'd like to point out, uh, I don't know why this is, but birchot um, ha-shachar is just Hebrew. It's not birchata dishachar, which would be Aramaic with a little bit of Hebrew. Um, I suspect the phrase probably comes from the Talmud somewhere. I'll I'll look it up, why it's called that. Where that actual phrase, psuke, but it would be psukim shel zimra in Hebrew. Yeah, Tal. Yeah. And then we say when you say the start, you mean where? If it's, what are you looking at specifically? So like um,
1: 146, 147. Okay, 147.
0: so saying from Ashray onwards, oh, yes? Yeah. From, from, yeah. from Ashray onwards. Yeah. And then you get to something at the end, and then it goes into um, Az Yashir, which is Pharaoh, 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 Egypt. Yep, yeah. very, very, very specific and perturbed. Very specific time yes. period. Yep.
1: But why that time period? Why not continue kind of when they came into Israel? Why stop at Egypt?
0: Okay. So you're asking a really big question, which is an interesting question. Um, it probably has more than one answer. I don't know what do people think. We won't do Yeshiva today, but we'll, let's well, let's, let's focus for a couple of.
1: On. I got no, I got it. Yeah.
0: Why not go going to Israel and we conquered the land? Right. You built us the temple. What do people think about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So why do people think about that? By the way, I could answer your question with a concrete answer, but that doesn't answer it. So, you know, like the Talmud says, yeah, you know, a person needs to mention, which means, you know, contemplate, the exodus from Egypt and splitting the Red Sea every day. That's why this is here. That's a fulfillment of that dictum. But still, that still doesn't answer the question, which is, why is that the thing you have to contemplate every day, as opposed to uh, the conquest of land or the building of the temple, or after the temple was destroyed, they came back and rebuilt the, temple, the second temple. So there are many other historical things that we might contemplate as that is God's mighty act. So why that one? Some thoughts on that, Debbie it seems and Larry. more
1: miraculous. Okay. It seems more of God entering into history than the other events.
0: So it's not just that they ran away from Egypt, but there was actually the splitting of the Red Sea. Okay, so that's a so that's one good answer, as opposed to conquest of the land not as, you know, people fight wars, sometimes they win, right? Uh, building of the temple, you know, what's yes, miraculous about that? They took doing. stone, they built the temple. Okay, so one thought is, it's not just God's involvement in history, but God's miraculous involvement in history. Good, okay, It's a thought, Larry?
1: So what I'm gonna say is contradicted by the Amidah, you know, but at least, yeah. Um, you don't wanna talk about the temple because someone be, might be saying, so why don't we do sacrifices instead of saying these prayers? Okay. So we wanted to, to divorce ourselves as much as possible from, from temple times, and why we're and, and why we're not talking about and then we conquered the land or lived in the land is because this I was mainly written by people and at a time when people weren't in the land. Correct. So I think it would be too uh, jarring. Yes. For us to read that, but we right. can all relate to the. It's, 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 but how can
0: we? But why do we relate to that?
1: Because we're commanded to. Because we Because that's that's the point at which we have we have our identity as Jews.
0: Okay, we have our identity as Jews. In what way? Could you just finish that thought? Because we're. Well, how does that embody or represent our identity as Jews? I'm not. I'm not giving you a hard time. I just want to no, just f- flesh it out, the, Terry. Because mm-hmm. that's when we become.
1: a people.
0: Okay, so you're and saying in some in some historical way, in some actual historical mm-hmm. way that's when we start out our history.
1: And during that period, if you want to kind of do Exodus extension, that's when we receive the
0: Torah. Okay. Okay. All right. Michael? No, everything I was going to say has not recovered. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. The, the risk of being the last person called on. Now, I just want to add something else if I were, uh, I don't want to say if I were. Um, some rabbis with a very progressive, politically involved orientation would say that the other answer about the identity, right, isn't just the factual concrete answer that that's when we, I'm gonna put it in quotes, enter history, air quotes for the people who are listening, air quotes, enter history as a nation, but that experience of being the underdog, Hashem being on our side and not Pharaoh's side, Hashem being allied with us and giving us hope and a miraculous redemption, is meant to be a formative psychological and political experience that stamps our identity. Everyone follow that? That was a really long sentence.
1: Wow.
0: Okay? That experience of going from slavery to freedom and experiencing that Hashem is marching with the slaves and not marching as Pharaoh's army, as it were. Hashem has compassion for the slaves and not for the taskmasters, taskmasters. At the moment of our identity formation is meant to stamp something into our identity as a people. Should I say that again? Right, meant to stamp something into our identity as our people. Our identity in, as a people is tied up in the idea that God favors the slaves and not the taskmaster. So it's not just one nation left another nation and God was on the side of our nation as opposed to a different nation. Right? Everyone see the difference? So our chart, at our charter, at our moment of chartering, at our moment of foundation as a people, the statement is that Hashem is not with Pharaoh's army. right? And by the way, what are we commanded to do in the Torah all the time, over and over again? Remember that you, it's not, by the way, what's the, what's the remember commandment? Usually it's not remember that God split the Red Sea. It's remember that you were slaves, slaves in Egypt and God took you out of there. By the way, it's not just Remember that God took you as a people from Egypt. Right? It's always, remember that you were slaves in Egypt. Okay? So at the moment of identity formation, I'm not, by the way, this second interpretation, I'm not disagreeing with the historical moment interpretation. I'm agreeing, but I'm, I'm adding to it. I'm saying at the moment of historical identity formation, there is also a psychological and polit I, I know this gets unpopular with some people, psych- uh, but popular with other people, psychological yeah. <laughs> and political identity formation. Y- you were slaves, God favored the slaves, not the pharaonic, not the, the not the, uh, what do I, I called it once in Dar-Tara, the Torah, the pyramido-industrial complex, mm-hmm. right? God did not favor the pyramido-industrial <laughs> complex. <laughs> God favored the lowest class of helpless, defenseless laborers.
1: That's a very
0: Heschelian thing to say. Okay. do uh, you think? Uh, I, uh, Yeah, so I'm just saying that that is a point no, I mean, of view. Mean, that's a compliment coming.
1: I mean, okay. A compliment.
0: Okay. Let's end on that note. Um, I'm, I'll, take, I'll take that compliment. It's a very good thing. Okay, everyone have a good day. Uh, Okay, and uh, I'm supposed to say now, and uh, stay tuned next week for the next installment of RC Tour class.